Hello and welcome to Rise of RevOps. This episode features an interview with Mark Shockley, Head of Revenue Operations at Embrace, the first and only observability and data platform built for mobile. Mark is an experienced revenue operations professional with a background in quantitative research. Prior to Embrace, Mark was an operations analyst at Interactions LLC, SailPoint, and 10X. On this episode, Mark talks about being the sole RevOps team member at his startup, how he collaborates with sales and marketing teams, what metrics he cares about most, and much more. But first, a brief word from our sponsor. Rise of RevOps is brought to you by Qualified. Qualified's Pipeline Cloud is the future of pipeline generation for revenue teams that use Salesforce. Learn more about the Pipeline Cloud on qualified.com. And now, please enjoy this interview with Mark Shockley, Head of Revenue Operations at Embrace, and your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to the Rise of RevOps. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios, and today I am joined by a special guest. Mark, how are you? Doing good. Ian, how are you doing? Great to have you on the show. Excited to chat with you today and learn all about RevOps at Embrace. So let's get started. What does the company do? Very simply, Embrace is a mobile observability platform for all mobile devices. If you are an engineer and don't understand why your app is crashing, we give you that information. Awesome. What are the types of companies that, that you all sell to? Who are your customers? It's varied across industries. We work with app-only or mobile-first companies. Home Depot is a customer of ours. P&G, Hilton, they all utilize us to ensure their mobile app is working effectively 100% of the time. And tell me a little bit about your RevOps team. Like, how are you, how are you all organized? So today, we are a startup. We just raised Series B this past summer, and I came in right before that raise. Today, RevOps is structured where it's I'm the sole ops person, and that's due to our size and scale at the moment. So I'm responsible for all things revenue operations, looking at 10,000 feet, thinking strategically, but also at one foot level, occasionally in Salesforce, updating records myself. Awesome. Tell me about kind of like your first 90 days in this role. What was it like? What was your mindset? I mean, going into it, especially because we were at a point of scale, but yet still young, really main focus for us was ensuring that our business systems were in place and set up in a way that would allow us to essentially capture data in the future or really set up for the future of our company. And so the first 90 days was thinking through the architecture of our business systems and and also assessing the business process that were in place and needed to be in place for our future. All right, let's get to our first segment, Rev Obstacles. Obstacle, obstacle. An obstacle to what? There's your obstacle! Where we talk about all the tough parts of RevOps. What's the hardest RevOps problem that you faced in the last like six months or so? A constant problem that we're always trying to face in RevOps is ensuring that our data is utilized appropriately, which also means ensuring that reps are able to input the information that we need in, in Salesforce. But let me tell you, one thing that sales ops people, RevOps people love to say is, it's like our favorite saying. You can add it to, to any list of, of sayings that we love to say, and that is, if it's not in Salesforce, it doesn't exist. And what that essentially means is that Salesforce is the record of truth, and we want it to be the record of truth. But this requires a few things. It requires reps to input information 
but we also don't want to burden the reps at the same time. And we want to be able to ensure that the information that we're leveraging can be useful and beneficial to us. And so how do we reduce administrative burden on the rep, but still gain insight into the data that they input? And that's a hard balance to sort of figure out. And so that's one thing that we're constantly thinking about in this role. I love it. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't happen in Salesforce, it doesn't happen is uh, pretty classic at this point. I'm curious, you know, like as we, we always talk about RevOps being kind of like this this zipper between sales, marketing, and customer success. How do you balance kind of supporting sales, supporting marketing, and CS? You know, the importance of RevOps is really to bring these groups together. It's the ability to bust silos. And part of that is regularly meeting with leaders within these three departments to ensure that we are aligned, to ensure that no one is going off siloing. And I am essentially, in in many ways, the glue that brings everybody together. I might oversee a project, or sometimes I'm just simply informing these departments what other departments are doing to ensure that it's aligned with our overall goals. Specifically, as it relates to sales, you know, being, you've been a sales ops person for a while, do you kind of like lean that way with, with your thinking of like, you know, having it be more sales ops? How does like revenue operations kind of like expand the, uh, the role of just sales ops? You know, it's, that's a, it's an interesting question because it's more than just thinking sales first. Though at the end of the day, we're focused on revenue retention. We're refocused on closing new business. And in marketing, we're really focused on converting those top of funnel leads and, and booking meetings. The, the end goal, though, is still more revenue. And that's, in many ways, the North Star, ensuring that whatever department is heading up, that our goals are aligned in that way. I would say, even with RevOps in general, it's really interesting because you see a lot of RevOps professionals might just be sales ops people who are calling themselves RevOps. Uh, it's not uncommon. And they're, they're taking on these an expanded role. But with that, I mean, thinking about marketing or even customer success is really just thinking about those main goals of those those three departments and ensuring that those goals are met. All right, let's get to our next segment here. This is the tool shed. Hey, hey Brandon, Michael, want to do me and mom a favor? Get off that shed. This is my favorite place, <laughs> the tool shed. Get off the shed! We're talking tools, spreadsheets, metrics, just like everybody's favorite tool, Qualified. No B2B tool shed is complete without Qualified Pipeline Cloud. Go to qualified.com right now and check them out. Mark, tell me what, what's in your tool shed? What's the software? What are the dashboards? What are the systems that you're spending the most time in? Of course, it's a CRM. That's like the heart and soul of, of revenue operations. But I mean, the tech stack is, is more than just cool tools. The tech stack is the foundation of your data. In many ways, the foundation of many process that can be automated. And so it's more than just a CRM and a marketing automation system or a ticketing system. We have we have the, all of those things. We use Marketo, we use Salesforce. But we also look for tools that in many ways are add-ons that can't be maybe leveraged natively in Salesforce. And the goal of doing this is to ensure that reps and, and users like myself aren't doing a ton of manual work. One goal of revenue operations is always to automate, make more efficient. And so when we can leverage tools that create contacts in Salesforce for us or write back activity in Salesforce, show us intent of people who are on our website, it automatically assigns tickets. It's something that helps expand capacity for the team, which means we can do more or focus on other things like actually going into the data and finding insights that can shift and shape 
how we do business. And uh, is there like one tool that you started using in the past few months or recently that you're like, oh, wow, this is this is something uh, pretty incredible? I mean, I will definitely get on the bandwagon of a lot of RevOps folks who are using Gong or Atroris or even, I mean, not related, but Outreach is also great in terms of automating tasks. But for Outreach to really to have a tool to give you insights really into the sales call and to tell you what the rep is saying and coach them live has been pretty useful. And in fact, we were able to utilize, we track certain words sales reps say or the prospect says, and we call it out on the call or feed it back into Salesforce reports to try to see if there's any sort of variable or keyword or some sort of indicator that can help us on the sales call in terms of converting it to the next stage or even closing. What's the most important uh, metrics that matter to you? What are you constantly obsessing about? You know, it's, it's interesting. There's no like magic metric. There's no perfect number that's going to tell you everything that you need to know. I think of it like if I bring my car to a mechanic and I say, hey, my car is not running, the mechanic might check any number of things from the, the belt to the starter to whether or not it even has gas. And RevOps is the same way. There's any number of metrics that I need to look at from top of funnel to renewal to mid-funnel to sort of understand what is performing well. Oftentimes, the day-to-day is just ensuring that the cogs are running in the machine and ensuring the wheels are greased here and there. But other days, it's identifying proactively where there might be a problem in the future. So that being said, like one metric that, I mean, I love to analyze the pipeline and understand why and how our pipelines perform in a certain way is looking at win rate by stage and any variant of it. And by variant, I mean adding in a different variable or slicing it by a different category, such as rep, SDR, over time, lead source. And from there, we can start to understand why pipeline converts a certain way through each stage of the sales cycle. Is it a particular lead source? Is it a particular behavior? Is Are we getting more efficient over time? All of those things can help really give us insight into why we're performing a certain way. And I've found it to be really useful. Yeah, do you have an example of that? Something that was happening in the pipeline that you saw wasn't working and how you fixed it? Yes, I can think of an example where there was a particular lead source that we were setting meetings from. And we were able to set meetings from these lead sources but we weren't converting them once they got to demo. And it was really interesting because you could narrow in on that. It was it was true across all reps and it was true across time. And so looking deeper, we could then start to understand that's the lead source that we don't want to put our poker chips in. We don't want to waste resources on that. And by essentially eliminating it, not only does our conversion rate increase because of that lead source dropped, but we end up, at the end of the day, not spending money on that unverified, not good lead source. What about something that you you noticed that was working and you're like, oh, I want to, we want to triple down on this? Once you get like micro level, you can really start to get more insights. But there's not always the time in the day to be able to take on a full research project, especially, especially at like the activity level. But one particular insight that was interesting was we found that there was a particular message that if we sent to a customer at a very particular time in the funnel, right before they were set to buy, essentially, that the conversion nearly doubled. And it was only through analyzing really all of our activity at all times in the sales cycle and the specific messaging that we were able to hone in on that exact message and at that exact time, which 
was also key. But through that, that ultimately led to a higher conversion, which meant more opportunities and, and more closes. What is uh, your relationship with spreadsheets? Is it uh, <laughs> healthy, not so healthy? <laughs> I mean, that's it's... It's as healthy as it needs to be. I probably is probably how I'd answer that question. Do you have a top three spreadsheets that you have as tabs open on your computer right now? I mean, I do. I have a, a lot of spreadsheets open from, and I'll, I'm going to say this, but I don't necessarily think it's best practice. I have a forecast up. I have an analysis up that I'm I'm working on, and I have some I have some complaints up that I'm also working on. But here's the thing: when it comes to spreadsheets, is that ideally revenue operations is a central hub of data. We oversee that source of truth that is data. We we built it, we curate it, and ultimately we own the analysis of it. And as soon as we start to put something in a spreadsheet, we start to separate it from the source of truth. And there start to then become embellishments or objectivity gets scrambled. And it's like a game of telephone where each degree removed from that source of truth becomes a more jumbled version of its previous self. And so ideally, I, I'm not working out of a spreadsheet. Ideally, it's my BI tool or it's my Salesforce instance that can do the aggregation of data that I needed to do. However, when that's not possible, it's a, we go in a spreadsheet and, and we do that level of analysis. Always be mindful and careful of how it might spread and who might get a hold of it. That's a great point. Any, uh, anything particularly cool you're doing with data right now or any, any types of analysis? At all times, I mean, it's, it's always looking. It's always looking. There's always a dashboard that I'm looking at that our head of sales, head of marketing, head of customer success, that, that we all look at numbers. But what usually happens is there's a number that is off or something's different and it leads to more questions. It's a matter of why is this the way it is at the moment? And so one thing that we're looking at is one thing that we've been looking at recently, it's really interesting, is the number of questions reps ask on a call. And we've indicated that that is a a level of success for us. Uh, Are they being curious, inquisitive? And we're able to measure that. And it's really interesting how it's, what we've seen is it's grown quarter over quarter. And which lets us know that when they ask questions, they're not necessarily pitching. They're trying to figure out more. And they're trying to figure out and understand the problems of of our prospects and customers. And so that's what we want out of them. So to be able to see that is has been good. That's really awesome. That's a great insight. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that we always like intuitively feel like, oh, the best reps, you know, listen. But it's cool to kind of put data behind that. Any spreadsheet tip that you got for the audience? I mean, yes, I have a couple. I mean, there's one X lookup and has replaced V lookup and index match. But that's I mean, that's kind of an update as of now. You know, there's a great add-in I use for Google Sheets that Excel has the same capability of just bringing data directly in from Salesforce. And anything that Salesforce can't aggregate, I can just repopulate some data in an Excel spreadsheet. What's the add-in? I believe it's Salesforce for Google Sheets. If you go to the add-in store on Google Sheets and search Salesforce, you should be able to find it. Love it. Any blind spots that you have in terms of like stuff that you want to measure better or stuff that you're working on? Yes, because... Uh, as, as RevOps, I want to be able to say with confidence every time that data has a solution. And it was really interesting where I will go head to head with my head of sales or head of marketing is, especially my head of sales, because anecdotally, he has been on calls. Sales leaders know how to sell. 
And it's like it's like Moneyball. It's like that that scene in Moneyball where the scouts are analyzing the batters and they say he doesn't he doesn't swing right. And you know, I'm there and I'm like, well, I have data that says he gets on base a ton of times. And I want to be able to leverage data to sort of bypass or bring new points of perspective to to the table. With my head of sales and in selling and marketing in general, sometimes there's just gaps in data. Sometimes there's things that data can't yet tell us. There might be an opportunity that goes to close loss one day. There's nothing that could have really foreseen that in the data, in our forecast to say that deal was going to die that day. It was just, it was something that just happened. I would love for one day for data to replace the anecdotes. And we live on on Moneyball. I don't think that it's purely going to be that. And I'm sure the sales experts out there don't even want that future. But I think it's something that, for me, as, as RevOps, excites me. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but about some tools that, that you use a lot. But anything that, you, and I know obviously CRM and stuff like that, but anything uh, our audience might not know of that you can't live without? I mean, other than what's been mentioned, we use salesdirector.ai, which is similar to people.ai. What I love about this tool is that it has the ability to, besides just create, it, 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 it's an activity tracker that logs all activity in Salesforce. And that's one thing. But oftentimes we're left with who is the sales rep talking to? And the rep gets tasked with inputting and creating new contacts in Salesforce. And it's usually at a level where the deal is mid-flight and new contacts are being introduced. These are contacts that marketing would have picked up that we would have added through on the marketing side. And instead of the rep manually creating this task and being bogged down with the administrative burden of doing this, we, we are able to use utilize sales director AI to create this contact for us and it attaches it to the opportunity in a contact role. And it's, it's incredibly useful. So now there's no gaps in uh, who our reps are talking to and the personas that they're, they're talking to, which ultimately feeds back insights into marketing because we want to know the titles that our sales reps are talking to, who who are they getting the deal done with. So we definitely love that tool. There's another tool for LinkedIn that we use that helps us find contacts and contact information called TriProspect. And that has been very useful for our research team to help find new leads. I love it. Great stuff. Great tool shed over there at Embrace. uh, That is for sure. Okay, let's get to our, our final segment, Quick Hits. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one, do you have a favorite uh, podcast or, or TV show or uh, or book that you've been checking out recently? Well, The Rise of RevOps is now my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, but I love, you know, I love what VCs are thinking about because I'm not often involved. I'm at the ground level working. So any, A16Z had, had a good podcast for a while that really gave me perspective from their angle, what from the VC point of view, what they're looking at. Do you have a RevOps prediction for the future? Yes. And and that is it's probably a theme of what I've spoken to already. And that is more, more data and more tools, primarily to inform us in ways that we don't know about, primarily to give us insight into things that we don't know about and to, to automate the tasks that can be automated. Uh, I could see a future where, you know, a tool like Gong might even be able to read our facial expressions and the tonality of our voice to then query a backend da- database and inform the rep live whether or not the word they just said uh, or how they said it will help them. And so I can see coaching 
live getting better. Do you have a favorite cartoon character in history? I've always loved South Park for its creativity. So it's hard to locate one because that show has almost no main character these days. But but they've all been great uh, from Chef to, to Kenny to Cartman. What about favorite food to eat with your hands? I mean... It all can be eaten with your hands. <laughs> good, there, should be no, <laughs> there should be no rules around it. Um, it's if, if you really love the food, why put a barrier between you and why put a utensil there to slow you down? But pizza, <laughs> pizza. <laughs> if you could make any animal the correct size that you could ride it, what animal would you choose? Probably a butterfly or a dragonfly just because the the flapping is different than like a bird it's not necessarily gliding it's intense or it's aesthetic oh i like that that's a great answer what would be your best advice for someone who is a brand new head of RevOps? i would say focus for sure if you're in a startup coming on as that first hire to definitely focus on the foundation of your process and your tools to hopefully ensure that in the future you can really leverage what you've built out and the data that you've essentially built out. Any misconceptions about RevOps that you want to clear up here today before we get out of here? I mean, yeah, I mean, to the sales reps out there, yes. One, if it's not in Salesforce, it doesn't exist. This is true. But at the same time, it's kind of BS when we build out 50 validation rules in Salesforce and then say, if it's not in Salesforce, it doesn't exist. It shouldn't be that way for sales reps. It should be easy for them to use Salesforce and, and they should want to use Salesforce. Other than that, maybe the misconception that we love spreadsheets. I, I think sales up. <laughs> We're testing that theory on this show. We're asking everybody about spreadsheets. For sure, because I think sales ops loved spreadsheets. Our predecessors loved spreadsheets, but today spreadsheets become a separation. And so it's, it's yeah, I love getting an Excel as much as the next person, but do I necessarily want it as a, an essential tool or essential in tech stack or process? Uh, the answer is no. All right, last question. Do you have one question for the RevOps community at large? What do you want to know about RevOps? I would want to know, when I think about the really also the future of sales ops and revenue op, really revenue operations, I want to know how far alignment can really go. Does it go beyond sales, marketing, and customer success? Will there be a time where there's maybe we're thinking about the entire revenue umbrella in different slices? I, I definitely think about what it will look like in the future and really how far RevOps can expand yet still stay aligned. And I don't know where that inflection point is. Mark, awesome having you on the show. Any final thoughts? Anything that we didn't get to that you want to talk about? Not for me. Thanks for having me on the show today. I really appreciate being here. Yeah. Awesome chatting with you. For our listeners, go check out, go to embrace.io to learn more about Mark's company and how to achieve your mobile future. If you need uh, anything from Embrace, go to embrace.io. Mark, any future uh, RevOps stuff, we will be in touch. Thanks so much again for joining Thank you for listening to Rise of RevOps. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you're listening. This podcast was created by the team at Qualified. 